Hi everyone. I am Ashish and you are listening me on AS podcast. In our this episode, we are going to discuss about key highlights of union budget 2022 to 2023 presented by the Union Minister for Finance and Corporate Affairs, Shrimati Nirmala Sitharaman on 1st of February 2022. Here we stated key highlights of union budget 2022 to 2023 in two parts that is part A and part B the data discussed in this episode are taken from the data of ministry of finance and corporate affairs issued in public interest first in part A india's economic growth in the current year is estimated to be 9.2% which is highest among all large economies The overall sharp rebound and recovery of the economy from the adverse effects of the pandemic is reflective of our country's strong resilience. The finance minister said, "India is celebrating Azadi ka Amrit Mahotsav and it has entered into Amrit Kal, the 25-year-long lead-up to India at 100. The government aims to attain the vision of Prime Minister outlined in his Independence Day address and there, one." complementing the macroeconomic level growth focus with a microeconomic level all inclusive welfare focus to promoting digital economy and fintech technology enabled development energy transition and climate action and 3 relying on virtuous cycle starting from private investment with public capital investment helping to crowd in private investment The productivity linked incentive in 14 sectors for achieving the vision of Atmanirbhar Bharat has received excellent response with potential to create 60 lakh new jobs and an additional production of 30 lakh crore rupees during next 5 years. Dwelling on the issue of implementation of the new public sector enterprise policy, she said, the strategic transfer of ownership of Air India has been completed. The strategic partner for NIL Nilanchal Ispat Nigam Limited has been selected. The public issue of the LIC is expected shortly and others too are in the process for 2022 to 23. While entering Amrit Kal, the 25 year long lead up to India at 100, the budget provides impetus for growth along four priorities. 1. PM Gati Shakti 2. Inclusive Development 3. productivity enhancement and investment sunrise opportunities energy transition and climate action for financing of investments now first let's have a look on pm gati shakti it is a transformative approach for economic growth and sustainable development the approach is driven by seven engines namely roads railways airports ports mass transport waterways and logistics infrastructure All seven engines will pull forward the economy in unison. These engines are supported by the complementary roles of energy transmission, IT communication, bulk water and sewage, and social infrastructure. Finally, the approach is powered by clean energy and sabka prayas. The efforts of the central government, the state governments, and the private sector together, leading to huge job and entrepreneurial opportunities for all, especially the youth. Similarly, PM Gati Shakti master plan for expressways will be formulated in 2022-23 to facilitate faster movement of people and goods. The National Highways 
The network will be expanded by 25,000 kilometers in 2022, 23, and 20,000 rupees crore will be mobilized through innovative ways of financing to complement the public resources. She added that contracts for implementation of multimodal logistics parks at four locations through PPP mode will be awarded in 2022-23. In railways, one station one product concept will be popularized to help local businesses and supply chains. Moreover, as a part of Atmanirbhar Bharat, 2000 kilometers of network will be brought under coverage. The indigenous world-class technology for safety and capacity augmentation in 2022-23. She also informed that 400 new generation Vande Bharat trains with better energy efficiency and passenger riding experience will be developed and manufactured and 100 pm Gatishakti cargo. Terminals for multimodal logistics facilities will be set up during the next three years. On agriculture front. The finance minister informed that chemical-free natural farming will be promoted throughout the country, with a focus on farmers' lands in 5 km wide corridors along River Ganga, at the first stage. Use of Kisan drones will be promoted for crop assessment, digitization of land records, spraying of insecticides, and nutrients. She said, to reduce dependence on import of oil seeds, a rationalized and comprehensive scheme to increase domestic production of oil seeds will be implemented. As 2023 has been announced as the International Year of Millets, the government announced full support for post-harvest value addition, enhancing domestic consumption, and for branding millet products. Nationally and internationally implementation of the Ken Betwa Link project, at an estimated cost of 44,605 rupees crore will be taken up aimed at providing irrigation benefits to 9.08 lakh hectare of farmers' lands, drinking water supply for 62 lakh people, 103 megawatts of hydro, and 27 megawatts of solar power. Allocations of 4,300 rupees crore in re 2021 to 22 and 1,400 rupees crore in 2022-23 have been made for this project. Moreover, draft DPRs of five river links, namely Daman Ganga Pinjil, Partapi Narmada, Godavari Krishna, Krishna Penar and Penar Kaveri have been finalized and once a consensus is reached among the beneficiary states. The center will provide support for implementation. The finance minister underlined that the emergency credit line guarantee scheme, ECLGS, has provided much needed. Additional credit to more than 130 lakh MSMEs to help them mitigate the adverse impact of the pandemic. She, however added that the hospitality and related services, especially those by micro and small enterprises, are yet to regain their pre-pandemic level of business and after considering these aspects, the ECLGS will be extended up to March 2023. She informed that its guarantee cover will be expanded by 50,000 rupees crore to total cover of 5 lakh crore rupees, with the additional amount being earmarked exclusively for the hospitality and related enterprises. Similarly, Credit Guarantee Trust for Micro and Small Enterprises CGTMSE scheme will be revamped with required infusion of funds. This will facilitate additional credit of 2 lakh crore rupees for micro and small enterprises and expand employment opportunities. 
she informed that raising and accelerating MSME performance RAMP, program without lay of 6,000 rupees crore over five years will be rolled out to make the MSME sector more resilient, competitive and efficient. Udyam, Ishram, NCS and ASIM portals will be interlinked and their scope will be widened. Dwelling on the subject of skill development and quality education, the Finance Minister said that startups will be promoted to facilitate drone Shakti through varied applications and for drone as a service. Dras. In select ITAs, in all states, the required courses for skilling will be started. In vocational courses, to promote crucial critical thinking skills, to give space for creativity, 750 virtual labs in science and mathematics, and 75 skilling e-labs for Simulated learning environment, will be set up in 2022-23. She said that due to the pandemic-induced closure of schools, children, particularly in the rural areas, and those from scheduled castes and scheduled tribes, and other weaker sections, have lost almost two years of formal education and mostly, these are children in government schools. Thus to impart supplementary teaching and to build a Resilient mechanism for education delivery, the finance minister informed that one class one TV channel program of PME video will be expanded from 12 to 200 TV channels and this will enable all states to provide supplementary education in regional languages for classes 1 to 12. A digital university will be established to provide access to students across the country for world class quality. Universal education with personalized learning experience at their doorsteps. This will be made available in different Indian languages and IC formats. The university will be built on a networked hub spoke model, with the hub building cutting edge expertise. The best public universities and institutions in the country will collaborate as a network of hub spokes. Under Ayushman Bharat Digital Mission an open platform for the national digital health ecosystem will be rolled out and it will consist of digital registries of health providers and health facilities, unique health identity, consent framework, and universal access to health facilities. The finance minister said, as the pandemic has accentuated mental health problems in people of all ages, a national telemental health program will be launched for better access to quality mental health counseling and care services. This will include a network of 23 telemental health centers of excellence, with Nimhans being the nodal center and International Institute of Information Technology Bangalore IIITB, providing technology support. Budget announced an allocation of 60,000 rupees crore to cover 3.8 crore households in 2022-23 for her ghar, Nal Se Jal. Current coverage is 8.7 crores and of this 5.5 crore households were provided tap water in last two years itself. Similarly, in 2022-23, 80 lakh houses will be completed for the identified eligible beneficiaries of PM Awas Yojana, both rural and urban and 48,000 rupees crore is allocated for this purpose. A new scheme, Prime Minister's Development Initiative for Northeast, PM Devine, will be implemented through the Northeastern Council to fund infrastructure, in the spirit of PM Gati Shakti, and social development projects based on felt needs of the Northeast. 
an initial allocation of 1,500 crore rupees will enable livelihood activities for youth and women, filling the gaps in various sectors. In 2022, 100% of 1.5 lakh post offices will come on the core banking system enabling financial inclusion and access to accounts. Through 11 net banking, mobile banking, ATMs, and also provide online transfer of funds between post office accounts and bank accounts. This will be helpful, especially for farmers and senior citizens in rural areas, enabling interoperability and financial inclusion. To mark 75 years of independence, the government has proposed to set up 75 digital banking units DBUS, in 75 districts of the country by scheduled commercial banks to ensure that the benefits of digital banking reach every nook and corner of the country in a consumer-friendly manner. The issuance of e-passports using embedded chip and futuristic technology will be rolled out in 2022-23 to enhance convenience for the citizens in their overseas travel. The finance minister announced that for developing India specific knowledge in urban planning and design, and to deliver certified training in these areas, up to five existing academic institutions in different regions will be designated as centers of excellence. These centers will be provided endowment funds of 250 crore rupees each. The animation, visual effects, gaming, and comic, AVGC, sector offers immense potential to employ youth and therefore an AVGC. Promotion task force with all stakeholders will be set up to recommend ways to realize this and build domestic capacity for serving our markets and the global demand. Srimati Nirmala Sitharman said that telecommunication in general, and 5G technology in particular, can enable growth and offer job opportunities. She informed that required spectrum auctions will be conducted in 2022 to facilitate rollout of 5G mobile services within 2022-23 by private telecom providers. A scheme for design-led manufacturing will be launched to build a strong ecosystem for 5G as part of the production-linked incentive scheme, she added. On the defense front, the government reiterates committed to reducing imports and promoting Atmanabhatar in equipment for the armed forces 68% of the capital. Procurement budget will be earmarked for domestic industry in 2022-23, up from 58% in 2021-22. Defense R&D will be opened up for industry, startups and academia with 25% of defense R&D budget earmarked. Referring to sunrise opportunities, the finance minister said, artificial intelligence, geospatial systems and drones semiconductor and its ecosystem, space economy, genomics and pharmaceuticals, green energy, and clean mobility systems have immense potential to assist sustainable development at scale and modernize the country. They provide employment opportunities for youth, and make Indian industry more efficient and competitive. To facilitate domestic manufacturing for the ambitious goal of 280 GW of installed solar capacity by 2030, an additional allocation of Rs. 19,500 crore for production-linked incentive for manufacture of high-efficiency modules, with priority to fully integrated manufacturing units from polysilicon to solar PV modules, will be made. 
the finance minister stressed that public investment must continue to take the lead and pump prime the private investment and demand in 2022-23 and therefore the outlay for capital expenditure in the union. Budget is once again being stepped up sharply by 35.4% from 5.54 lakh crore rupees in the current year to 7.50 lakh crore rupees in 2022-23. On part of the government's overall market borrowings in 2022-23, sovereign green bonds will be issued for mobilizing resources for green infrastructure. The proceeds will be deployed in public sector projects which help in reducing the carbon intensity of the economy. The government proposed to introduce digital rupee, using blockchain and other technologies, to be issued by the Reserve Bank of India starting 2022-23 for more efficient and cheaper currency management system. Reflecting the true spirit of cooperative federalism, the central government enhanced the outlay for the scheme for financial assistance to states for capital investment. From 10,000 rupees crore in the budget estimates to 15,000 rupees crore in the revised estimates for the current year. Moreover, for 2022-23, the allocation is 1 lakh crore rupees to assist the states in catalyzing overall investments in the economy. These 50-year interest-free loans are over and above the normal borrowings allowed to the states. This allocation will be used for PM Gati Shakti related and other productive capital investment of the states. FM also announced that in 2022-23, in accordance with the recommendations of the 15th Finance Commission, the states will be allowed a fiscal deficit of 4% of GSDP of which 0.5% will be tied to power sector reforms, for which the conditions have already been communicated in 2021-22. Now on conclusion of Part A, budget focuses that. The revised fiscal deficit in the current year is estimated at 6.9% of GDP as against 6.8% projected in the budget estimates. The fiscal deficit in 2022-23 is estimated at 6.4% of GDP, which is consistent with the broad path of fiscal consolidation announced by her last year to reach a fiscal deficit level below 4.5% by 2025-26. While setting the fiscal deficit level in 2022-23, Finance Minister called for nurturing growth, through public investment to become stronger and sustainable. Now come to over part B of the union budget on the direct tax side. The budget allows taxpayers to file updated income tax return within two years for correcting errors. It also provides tax relief to persons with disability. The budget also reduces alternate minimum tax rate and surcharge for cooperatives. As an incentive for startups, period of incorporation of eligible startups has been extended by one more year. The budget proposes to increase tax deduction limit on employers' contribution to NPS account of state government employees to bring parity with central government employees. Newly incorporated manufacturing entities will be incentivized under concessional tax regime. Income from transfer of virtual assets will be taxed at 30%. The budget proposes better litigation management to avoid repetitive appeals. On the indirect tax side, the union budget says that customs administration and special economic zones will be fully IT-driven. 
It provides for phasing out of concessional rates in capital goods and project imports gradually and apply a moderate tariff of 7.5%. The budget underlines review of customs exemptions and tariff simplification, with more than 350 exemptions proposed to be gradually phased out. It proposes that customs duty rates will be calibrated to provide a graded structure to facilitate domestic electronics manufacturing. Rationalization of exemptions on implements and tools for agri-sector manufactured in India will be undertaken. Customs duty exemption to steel scrap will be extended. Unblended fuel will attract additional differential excise duty. The budget proposes a new provision permitting taxpayers to file an updated return on payment of additional tax. This updated return can be filed within two years from the end of the relevant assessment year. With this proposal, there will be a trust reposed in the taxpayers that will enable the assessee herself to declare the income that she may have missed out earlier while filing her return. It is an affirmative step in the direction of voluntary tax compliance to provide a level playing field between cooperative societies and companies. The budget proposes to reduce alternate minimum tax for the cooperative societies also to 15%. The finance minister also proposed to reduce the surcharge on cooperative societies from present 12 to 7% for those having total income of more than 1 crore rupees and up to 10 crores rupees. The parent or guardian of a differently abled person can take an insurance scheme for such person. The present law provides for deduction to the parent or guardian only if the lump sum payment or annuity is available to the differently abled person on the death of the subscriber that is parent or guardian. The budget now allows the payment of annuity and lump sum amount to the differently abled dependent during the lifetime of parents guardians, that is, on parents guardians attaining the age of 60 years. The central government contributes 14% of the salary of its employee to the National Pension System NPS, Tier 1. This is allowed as a deduction in computing the income of the employee. However, such deduction is allowed only to the extent of 10% of the salary in case of employees of the state government. To provide equal treatment, the budget proposes to increase the tax deduction limit from 10% to 14% on employers' contribution to the NPS account of state government employees as well. Eligible startups established before 31 March 2022 had been provided a tax incentive for three consecutive years out of 10 years from incorporation. In view of the COVID pandemic, the budget provides for extending the period of incorporation of the eligible startup by one more year, that is, up to 31 March 2023 for providing such tax incentive. In an effort to establish a globally competitive business environment for certain domestic companies, a concessional tax regime of 15% tax was introduced by the government for newly incorporated domestic manufacturing companies. The union budget proposes to extend the last date for commencement of manufacturing or production under Section 115 BAB by one year that is to 31 March, 2024. For the taxation of virtual digital assets, the budget provides that any income from transfer of any virtual digital asset shall be taxed at the rate of 30%. No deduction in respect of any expenditure or allowance shall be allowed while computing such income except cost of acquisition.
Further, loss from transfer of virtual digital asset cannot be set off against any other income. In order to capture the transaction. Details, a provision has been made for TDS on payment. Made in relation to transfer of virtual digital asset at the rate of 1% of such consideration above a monetary threshold. Gift of virtual digital asset is also proposed to be taxed in the hands of the recipient. Taking forward the policy of sound litigation management, the budget provides that, if a question of law in the case of an assessee is identical to a question of law which is pending in appeal before the jurisdictional high court or the supreme court in any case, the filing of further appeal in the case of this assessee by the department shall be deferred till such question of law is decided by the jurisdictional high court or the supreme court. It has been proposed in the budget that income of a non-resident from offshore derivative instruments, or over-the-counter derivatives issued by an offshore banking unit, income from royalty and interest on account of lease of ship and income received from portfolio management services in IFSC shall be exempt from tax, subject to specified conditions. It has been clarified in the budget that any surcharge or sets on income and profits is not allowable as business expenditure. In order to bring certainty and to increase deterrence among tax evaders, the finance minister proposed to provide that no set-off of any loss shall be allowed against undisclosed income detected during search and survey operations. The budget says that reforms in customs administration of special economic zones will be undertaken, and it shall henceforth be fully IT-driven and function on the customs national portal with a focus on higher facilitation and with only risk-based checks. This reform shall be implemented by the 30th of September 2022. The budget proposes to phase out the concessional rates in capital goods and project imports gradually and apply a moderate tariff of 7.5%. Certain exemptions for advanced machineries that are not manufactured within the country shall continue. A few exemptions have been introduced on inputs like specialized castings, ball screw and linear motion guide, to encourage domestic manufacturing of capital goods. More than 350 exemption entries will be gradually phased out. These include exemption on certain agricultural produce, chemicals, fabrics, medical devices and drugs and medicines for which sufficient domestic capacity exists. Further, several concessional rates are being incorporated in the customs tariff schedule itself instead of prescribing them through various notifications. In the field of electronics, customs duty rates are being calibrated to provide a graded rate structure to facilitate domestic manufacturing of wearable devices, hearable devices and electronic smart meters. Duty concessions are also being given to parts of transformer of mobile, phone charges and camera lens of mobile camera module and certain other items. To give a boost to the gems and jewelry sector, customs duty on cut and polished diamonds and gemstones is being reduced to 5%. To facilitate export of jewelry through e-commerce, a simplified regulatory framework shall be implemented by June this year. To disincentivize import of undervalued imitation jewelry, the customs duty on imitation jewelry is being prescribed in a manner that a duty of at least 400 rupees per kg is paid on its import. Customs duty on certain critical chemicals namely methanol, acetic acid and heavy feed stocks for petroleum refining are being reduced.
while duty is being raised on sodium cyanide for which adequate domestic capacity exists. Duty on umbrellas is being raised to 20%. Exemption to parts of umbrellas is being withdrawn. Exemption is also being rationalized on implements and tools for agri-sector which are manufactured in India. Customs duty exemption given to steel scrap last year is being extended for another year. Certain anti-dumping and CVD on stainless steel and coated steel flat products, bars of alloy steel and high-speed steel are being revoked. To incentivize exports, exemptions are being provided on items such as embellishment, trimming, fasteners, buttons, zipper, lining material, specified leather, furniture fittings and packaging boxes that may be needed by bona fide exporters of handicrafts, textiles and leather garments, leather footwear and other goods. Duty is being reduced on certain inputs required for shrimp aquaculture so as to promote its exports. Blending of fuel is a priority of this government. To encourage the efforts for blending of fuel, unblended fuel shall attract an additional differential excise duty of 2 rupees litre from the first day of October 2022. In conclusion, while the Union Budget 2022 did not include any major tax reliefs for most taxpayers, it did a good job of addressing some key concerns related to the future of virtual digital investments such as cryptocurrency in India. Additionally, the increase of tax benefits for state government employees and parents of differently abled individuals are key steps towards ensuring parity of direct taxation for different groups of taxpayers. In overall, we can say it is a balanced approach with a future vision of making a strong Indian economy. Thanks for listening this episode, keep listening AS podcast and do share this episode with friends. Thank you.